All right, everyone, you're locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today we are breaking down the Falcons official 2021 schedule. And you'll get my prediction for how many games the Falcons will win this upcoming season. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. Been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at Falcfans.com. RIP, still going strong, however, on Twitter at Falcfans. And, of course, the host of this preeminent Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Falcons is brought to you by Rock Auto, where you can find amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Just visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So guys, today's episode is the not so rapid reaction to the Falcon schedule, but it officially dropped at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. You know, there were enough leaks that you could pretty much piece it all together by about 740 and then teams basically released it around 750 and everybody's trying to now one up each other with the various social media things. And, you know, I, I don't think anything's going to ever top the Falcons video from a couple of years ago where that Ram ran over the, the Saints and, and they picked up the flag. That to me was the height of, of genius. Uh but you know today we'll be talking about the Falcon schedule. We've already known what the opponents are going to be. Now we know the order of the games. And you know, I'll basically break down go through the entire schedule just in case you, you don't have a phone or a computer access in front of you and you missed it over these last uh you know few hours uh, you know, heading into Thursday when you're presumably listening to us. Um, and then we'll go each week and we'll talk a little bit about some of the matchups and, and some of the things that will be on display. And I'll sort of wrap things up with my expectations for what this team's season will look like, you know, and potentially a win loss record. So without further ado, let's jump into the schedule. Week one, the Falcons are at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Week two, they go on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week three, they're on the road again against the New York Giants. Week four, at home again against Washington. Week five, they have their quote-unquote home game against the New York Jets, but that's coming in London. That's a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff. Then week six, they get the bye that you always get after the London game. Then they go back on the road in week seven against the Miami Dolphins. Week eight, they're at home against the Carolina Panthers. Week nine, they're on the road for their second NFC South matchup against the New Orleans Saints. Week 10, you know, we're in November now. Uh, they go on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. Week 11, they're back at home on Thursday night football in the short week against the New England Patriots. So that Thursday night game is on November 18th, week 12. Uh, with a little bit of a break the weekend after Thanksgiving, the Falcons will be on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars week 13 at home against Tampa Bay week 14 on the road against Carolina week 15 on the road against the 49ers week 16 at home against the Detroit Lions week 17 on the road against Buffalo and week 18 at home to wrap up the season against the New Orleans Saints. 
So only one primetime game, and that's that Thursday night game against the Patriots in week 11. I personally am happy for that because having to stay up into the wee hours of the morning uh, to do rapid reactions to night games is not fun. Uh, if, if it was up to me, they would all be one o'clock games, but there's a couple of afternoon games, two, four o'clock games, week two against the box week 15 against the 49ers. Both of those are on the road. There is one nine 30 AM, as I mentioned game against the jets in London in week five, they have one cold weather game. That's a road game against the bills in week 17. Uh, they have nine away games, but technically it's kind of 10. If you count the London game, there are no back-to-back home games for the Falcons this year, but they have four back-to-back road stands. If you also include the London game as a road game um, and aren't bothered by the bye week also splitting up that and technically not making them back-to-back, but you know, the, basically there's at least three, four, if, if you f- fudging it a little bit uh, where the Falcons are going to have two consecutive, let's say that road games. Um, so that's an interesting part of their schedule. They will certainly be traveling quite a bit this year and, uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty of the schedule going week by week and not necessarily predicting wins and losses. Um, but just sort of some key matchups and, and certainly in certain matchups, I'll probably hint that I think it's probably going to win or hint. that I think it's going to be a loss, but before we get there, since we're, you know, kind of talking about back to backs, why not listen to your favorite hockey teams, daily podcast, Back-to-back with this podcast, such as Locked On Bruins, Locked On Leafs, the the two teams that are going to be kicking off the race to the Stanley Cup this weekend. Find them both or your favorite NHL's team's daily podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So as we break down the different parts of the Falcons 2021 schedule, the last thing you want to do is break down with your car because you didn't have the right parts for your vehicle. Well, that won't be a problem if you check out the folks at rockauto.com. They have everything from engine parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com is unique. It's easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose by brand specification and the price that you prefer. And those prices at rockauto.com com are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So let's break things down quarter by quarter, four game stretches, four game stretches, and You know, in the first quarter of the season, the Falcons will face some NFC East opponents. I think this is a golden opportunity for the Falcons to get off to a fast start this season because I do expect and hope and and pray that the Falcons get three wins going up against that particular division this upcoming season. They have the Eagles at home week one. You know, the Eagles look like a team that's basically going to be the classic run first defensive driven team this year, which means if the Falcons offense can hit the ground running early this year in week one, that's a potentially favorable matchup because that's a team in Philadelphia. That's probably not built to play from behind this year. So if the Falcons offense, you know, cooks those Eagles defense uh, early, as we have seen in previous week one matchups against the Eagles, um, you know, that would be a, a positive outcome for the Falcons to kick off their season week two and three. There's the first of their two game road stands. And notably both of these games are going up against teams in the bucks and giants. 
that have, will have played the previous Thursday, the previous week. So they will have some extra time to prep for the Falcons. Obviously the Tampa Bay game, you would assume is going to be a shootout. You don't necessarily love the Falcons chances in the shootout against the Bucks defense compared to the Bucks chances in the shootout against the Falcons defense. The giants have a lot of name players and firepower, um, you know, in to some people's eyes, but at the end of the day, to me, they're a team with a bad quarterback, a bad offensive line, and no pass rush. So that's not a recipe for success traditionally against a Falcons team. Then in week four, they're home against Washington. Again, another run-first defensive-driven team, which means, again, if the Falcons can get off to a fast start in that game, they should be good. I know everybody is worried about the Chase Young matchup, but it's really Jonathan Allen that you got to worry about. He's the best pass rusher on that defensive front. And given the Falcons have the question marks at the left guard position, you know that's not a favorable matchup. I don't think Jake Matthews is going to have a problem with Chase Young based off of how Chase Young played last year. Uh, Montez Sweat versus Caleb McGarry is not an ideal matchup either on that side. So those are the two matchups. You know, everybody's going to talk about Chase Young, but you know, personally that game is going to be my Super Bowl because it will give me a week of slandering Chase Young and it won't be inappropriate and random as it seems to be at least over the last six months as I have slandered him so frequently on this podcast and on Twitter. So that gets us to the first four games of the Falcon season. Let's move on to the second quarter of their season, kicking things off in that London game in week five against the Jets. And, you know, it reminds me of the time when the Falcons played the Lions back in 2014, it was an early morning game like this Jets game is going to be. I made chicken wings and waffles for that game. I had a spicy maple flavor for the chicken wings, and I I just basically made Eggo waffles because it was too early in the morning for me to uh, really cook real waffles. Um, And, you know, I remember that game because everybody was so upset about the Falcons late game collapse and it was bad, but I just remember being completely checked out of that game at that point in the season, because the Falcons at that point, I think were coming off like a four game losing streak. And I had pretty much already given up on the season. So when they blew that lead, it was just like, Oh, just classic Falcons. Um, so I just, that's my memory of that previous London game, but obviously our international listeners are, are definitely looking forward uh, to the, the next time the Falcons uh, go overseas and they will get that this year. Um, you know, when I look at the Jets, I think they're going to be bad this year, but maybe, you know, Robert Sala gets them playing above their heads. But, you know, basically I look at this matchup as like, if we can block Carl Lawson in, in Quinn and Williams, I fully expect the Falcons to completely eviscerate that Jets defense. But, you know, I, I think they have like the worst corners in the league and they're going up against the Falcons wide receivers, which to me is a bad time. So then coming out of that game, they get the bye week. Then they're on the road against Miami in week seven. And again, this is a similar team to the other teams we talked about, Philadelphia and Washington defensive driven team. You know, I think the difference between Miami and, and some of these other teams that we talked about like that is that Miami's secondary, at least from a talent standpoint, particularly at the cornerback position is much more talented. And this will be a golden opportunity. I think for these Falcons receivers to really show what they're made of. Uh, if they're at a point this season where they can run circles around Byron Jones and Xavier and Howard in, in Miami's corners, then, you know, the Falcons offense is going to be really cooking this year. So I think this game is a potential litmus test to see sort of how good this Falcons offense really could be this upcoming season. Uh, week eight, you have the second divisional game against Carolina. That's at home. Um, you know, I'm going to believe it when I see it with Sam Darnold, you know, again, Carolina teams to be a team that because of the quarterback question marks need to be able to run the football need to have uh play good defense. And I just don't buy it with their defense. They're just kind of looking like an average defense to me. And I don't think you can win a lot of games 
you know, just basically feeding Christian McCaffrey and then having like the 16th best defense in the NFL, or at least that's not a playoff team. Let's say that like, maybe you can win like seven or eight games, but that, that to me is sort of their ceiling week nine. You have uh, another divisional game against the saints on the road. Obviously we don't know who the saints quarterback is going to be, you know, based off of previous conversations I've had with Ross Jackson of locked on saints. He seems to be leaning towards Jameis Winston, but you know, I haven't checked out the latest episodes of locked on saints recently. Sorry, Ross, uh, to see where he stands on that now, but that was based off of where he was like in February. But, um, you know, again, you're probably regardless of who the quarterback is another run first run heavy defensive driven squad. They were able to man up the Falcons last year and, and did a good job against the Falcons receivers this year. I'm not as confident that they'll be able to pull that off this year, uh, particularly given some of the losses that they've had in the secondary this off season, as well as the gains that the Falcons, have had in their receiver core. So that wraps up the first eight games of the season. Some of the key matchups that I'm focused on, obviously this season's going to probably be heavily defined by the Falcons offense going up against various defenses. Because when you look at this schedule, it's a lot of bad offenses that the Falcons are facing. So that favors their defense looking better than what it looks like. And it's a lot of good defenses, at least based off of 2020 that the Falcons are facing. And so that's going to be a significant obstacle for their offense to overcome. And so we'll wrap up the final eight games of the Falcons 2021 schedule uh, as we continue today's podcast. But the Hawks are wrapping up their playoff run, as are so many other NBA teams, potentially including your favorite NBA team. Find your favorite NBA team's daily podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And for the Hawks fans listening, check out Lockdown Hawks Podcast, hosted by Brad Rowland. Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline gives you the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. And there's no time like the month of May to get started at BetOnline. The second leg of the Triple Crown, the Preakness, is later this week. NBA, NHL playoffs, as well as the French Open all begin this month. And, of course, the baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. And it's not just sports. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Just head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So kicking off the back half of the Falcons season, uh, the third quarter, although technically I'm, now I'm sitting here realizing that you can't necessarily divvy up the season in four week quarters as you used to be able to do because there's 17 games, but that's neither here nor there. Week 10, the Falcons are at the Dallas Cowboys finishing another back-to-back road stand. And this is a game that at least the initial matchup seems like it's going to gear up to be a shootout to high powered offenses. Obviously you have similar questions about the Cowboys defense as many people have about the Falcons defense. And, you know, I'm not one of those that simply thinks, Oh, Dan Quinn's the defensive coordinator. They're going to be awful this year. Um, but I do think unless Dan Quinn has come up with significantly more wrinkles to how he coaches defense, uh, if he's going to come out with the same sort of predictable and vanilla stuff that he did at the beginning of 2019, you know, I feel like the Falcons offense is going to have a much easier job picking apart the Dallas defense than their all the Cowboys offense is going to have picking apart our defense simply because I think, you know, Dean Pease is probably going to throw uh, to use the baseball parlance a lot more junk this season. Week 11 Thursday night game against the Patriots. 
you know, I think the Patriots are going to be an interesting team because they invested a lot in their offense this offseason. Essentially, five new starters added. They're also getting back guys on defense that opted out, as well as they made a couple of signings there. You know, not probably the high impact signings on defense that I think you're seeing on the offense that they potentially added in the particularly wide receiver and tight end, as well as their offensive line. So, to me, the Patriots are a team similar to Falcons that you could see, you know, being in theory at least significantly better this year. So we'll see about the Patriots. I, that to me is, is is kind of a toss up matchup. If the Patriots aren't significantly better than where they were last year, then obviously I think the Falcons will potentially win that game. If the Patriots are back to the Patriots that you know we have known them to be for many many years, decades, um, or closer to that team. Let's say that, uh, not necessarily a Super Bowl team, but like a a, pl- a legit playoff team. Then that's going to be a tough matchup for the Falcons. Week twelve on the road against the Jaguars. You know the whole recent Tim Tebow saga stuff has made me a lot more pessimistic about this Jaguars team and their ability to figure it out this year and at least be better than the sum of their parts. They do have some talented playmakers at certain positions. But, you know, at the end of the day, they have a bad offensive line, a bad defense. That's not a recipe for success, in my opinion, against this Falcons team. Week 13, the Falcons are at home against the Buccaneers. This is the start, in my opinion, of the toughest stretch of games during their season. They follow up that with week 14 on the road against Carolina. Week 15 on the road against San Francisco. Again, that's their last road game back-to-back, uh, those week 14 and week 15 games. You know, you look at San Francisco, we know that they they see themselves as a Super Bowl team. Um I think that remains to be seen, but I'm kind of in wait and see mode with how the 49ers could be like, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were in 2019, but I also think they could still be like a notch or two below. And that's a team that is potentially better than the Falcons Uh, week 16 at home on against the lions. You know, this is probably the last like, automatic and we use air quotes when we say automatic because nothing's automatic on the NFL and any given Sunday and whatnot, but the last automatic win on the Falcons Ross uh, schedule, you know, for me, I'm in a similar boat as I am with some of these other teams I talked about. I'll believe it when I see it with Dan Campbell and these lions, I don't expect them to be as bad as they were under Matt Patricia, you know, where it was a full on locker room revolt against Matt Patricia. And especially on defense, I think they will improve. But I think their offense has taken a big step back this year, or at least I expect it to take a big step back this year. And I still expect, even though their defense will be better, because I think it was like 32nd in the league last year, but it'll still probably be a bottom 10 defense. So that, to me, is not a great combination. Week 17, the Falcons are on the road against the Bills. Uh, You know, this is going to be Bills Mafia two days after a drinking holiday, you know, potentially using New Year's Day to recover from all their New Year's Eve hangovers. You know, if if you're going to this game, have fun, because I'm sure that it will be raucous, uh, you know, in the tailgating section. Um, you know, I think the the Bills are certainly legitimately one of the tougher teams on their schedule. And certainly, you know, the Falcons have to prove that they're on the level of the Bills. You know, I think the defense will be better. The Bills defense, that is, will be better than what it was last year. Um, I'm not convinced that their offensive output is as sustainable as it was a year ago. Um, but it's not as if I expect that offense to completely fall off a cliff or anything like that. I still think they will be one of the better offenses in the league, but I don't know if they will be like the second best scoring offense in the league, maybe like the 10th best scoring offense in the league. So that, that's still a good team. Um, week 18 wrapping up the season at home against the saints, you know, and I, I feel like, I think this game is going to potentially have wild card implications because I'm still kind of rolling with my 10 and seven record prediction that I had earlier this off season. You know, I'll probably do what I do most years and 
you know, waffle between nine and 10 wins, depending on my mood, you know, whether I'm optimistic, pessimistic based over the next three months, depending on what the latest thing, the latest good news has happened with the Falcons. And again, I'm obviously assuming Julio Jones is going to be here. Uh, you know, obviously you don't want to, <laughs> if you think I'm pessimistic now, Oh man. Um, you know, and to be clear, you know, nine or 10 wins was kind of where I felt, the team was at going into 2018 and 2019 season. So you might take that with a grain of salt, but you know, I look at it from this perspective. I, you know, we're doing all these scouting reports with these draft picks and I'm talking about floors and ceilings and eye levels and whatnot. And that's kind of how I treat the season, the, the, the record prediction and schedule and whatnot. Like I look at their floor and I think their floor is probably a six win team this year. I think their ceiling is probably 14 wins. And so their eye level to me is right dab in the middle. And that's a 10 win team. Um, and I know when I say like their ceiling is a 14 win team, a lot of people hear me say that and say, oh, that's crazy, Aaron. But, you know, we're talking about the best version of the Falcons, not necessarily the like, again, I'm not saying that they're going to reach that ceiling. I'm sitting here saying that the best version of the Falcons team, that when you look at the schedule, you know, I feel like that's a team that could potentially win 14 games. That's a version of the Falcons that has a top five, possibly top three offense. That's probably an offense that's dropping 480 or 500 plus points this upcoming season. We know that the 2016 Falcons offense scored 540 points, which was a historic number at that point in time. You know, but you look back at the second best Falcons offense in the Matt Ryan era was the 2012 Falcons and they only scored 419 points which would have basically been the output of their 2020 offense. If the Falcons had had an average red zone offense last year, that they would have, I think finished up with like 414 points or something like that last year, if they just had an average red zone offense. So like, I feel like there's a lot of room. If this is going, this unit has the potential to be the second best offense that a Matt Ryan team has ever had. To me, there's a big gap between what we've seen as the second best Falcons offense and what is the best Falcons offense we've seen. And so there's a lot of room to play with. And so there, to me, there's a lot of upside there. That's how I sort of see it. And if you look at 480 points in last year would have been on par with what the Saints offense was a year ago and 480 points over 16 games is basically 510 over 17. So again, if, if you're basically saying, hey, the Falcons offense can be as good as the Saints offense was a year ago, you know, that's a 500 point offense this upcoming season, potentially. So to me, if you're able to put up that many points in a game, that's a that's an offense that I feel like should go seven and one against the AFC and NFC East teams. Right. Like you're not looking at too many offensive juggernauts in those divisions. Again, Buffalo is the one team that you would look at and say, oh, that's a team that can score a bunch of points. But other than that, like, you know, if you're, if you're dropping 30 points a game, like, I don't feel like there's a lot of those teams can, can keep up with you. And that's probably a team that in the division probably goes four and two. Maybe, maybe they go better. Maybe they go five and one or something like that, but let's say four and two. And then that's a team that potentially sweeps the lions, 49ers and Jaguars. So if you do that math, that's only three losses, right? Which is 14 wins. So, you know, when you're looking at this team and the potential to start fast, you know, looking it up, you look at the Titans and Falcons last year and they're scoring by quarters uh, in 2020 and they weren't that different in the first half. The Titans scored about 18 more points in the first half than the Falcons did, which is roughly a one point per game, not a huge, huge difference. But what was interesting is the Titans scored a lot more points 
in the second half of the game, 65 more points per game, including 31 in the third quarter than the Falcons offense did a year ago. So while I am talking about, you know, this team getting off the fast, fast starts, maybe it's more about stronger finishes and being able to keep that pressure on teams going into third quarters at a point in games where the Falcons would normally have their third quarter blues, you know, Hopefully we're in a scenario this upcoming season under Arthur Smith where that's a thing of the past and all these lesser, let's call them quarterbacks that we're facing aren't necessarily skilled and built to to throw the ball 40, 45, 50 times a game that they would have to do if the Falcons are up, you know, two scores, you know, midway in the third quarter because they're able to keep that pressure on offenses, much like we saw that 2016 team in a lot of their wins that year where, you know, they would basically blow the doors off of teams starting in the second and third quarters of games. Um, and then when you look at the Falcons defense, you know, they were actually pretty strong starters uh, last season. They were fifth best scoring defense in the league. When you look at first half points allowed, but they finished poorly in games as they were the third worst scoring defense in second halves of games last year. And hopefully we won't have the fourth quarter collapses that we saw, you know, frequently last year. Um, but although if you ask Ravens fans, that was a hallmark of Dean Pease's time there. So I'm not going to necessarily be super optimistic that we're not going to see this team still struggle to finish games, uh, especially given some of the question marks they have in terms of their secondary and their pass rush. But Again, a lot of it's going back to the offense. And if Arthur Smith and this offense can continue to, to put up points and keep pressure on teams late in games, like the Titans offense was doing last year, then I think that's a recipe for success against this schedule. I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, the Falcons are suddenly a Super Bowl team, but I think this schedule favors the Falcons if they can, if their offense is able to look like the offense that I think a lot of us, at least on paper, think it's capable of being and being an offense that can put up points and be explosive and do all these things. That to me is a team that has the potential to definitely win double digit games. Again, not sitting here predicting that they're going to win 14 games, but I certainly think 10 is not sort of this unachievable, impossible dream that I think some people might portray it as if they're just basing this team success solely off of what they saw from this team last year. So there you guys have it. There is your schedule reaction tomorrow's episode of locked on Falcons will be a weekly wrap up. And we'll talk a little bit about sort of the whole narrative and conspiracy theory about whether or not the Falcons were all in on, on Kyle Pitts at that number two or as no number two guy on the draft board at that number four overall selection in the draft based off of the post draft, uh, mini documentary movie that they, they posted earlier this week. So we'll, you'll, you'll hear my conspiracy theory. Why I continue to believe that quarterback, uh, was plan B, uh, for the Falcons, at least up to a point this off season. So don't want to miss that. And what you don't also want to miss is the Locked On Today podcast where host Peter Bukowski will get you covered on all things sports, not just football. I'm sure he'll have a lot of schedule-related content on today's episode as well as tomorrow's episode, but certainly a lot of things going on in the world of sports, in the NHL, NBA, and, of course, MLB. And, of course, the Locked On Today podcast gives you all that sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So there you guys have it. Appreciate it. 
If you want to provide your feedback on anything I've talked about on today's episode or previous episodes or what you want me to talk about on future episodes, of course, I am more than welcome to take that feedback at the variety of social media platforms, including Twitter, where you can hit me up at Locked on Falcons, Facebook at Locked on Falcons, or you can send an email to Locked on Falcons at mail.com. Appreciate it until then.